Shall we please be seated? And I would like to share with us this morning a short reflection on the theme, do the work of an evangelist. Do the work of an evangelist. And I'm reading from Second Timothy, Paul's second letter to Timothy chapter 4. And I'll read from verses 1 to 5. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing and his kingdom, I give you this charge. Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. But you keep your head in all situations. Endure hardship. Do the work of an evangelist. Discharge all the duties of your ministry. Amen. Paul had had Timothy as a son for many years. He had been with him on some missionary journeys. He had left him in certain places to take care of the church, to pastor the church, appoint leaders, appoint elders, take care of their remuneration. So he had done pastoral work. So Timothy had served as a pastor. He had also served as an evangelist working with, with Paul. He had shared prison time with Paul, having been released later on. But in Paul's letter to him, the second letter, he summons witnesses before him because he says that this charge I'm giving you is in the presence of God and of Jesus Christ. And he is careful to remind Timothy that Jesus will come and judge. So he brought judgment before him in laying this charge. And the charges he gave him included preaching of the word, which is the ministry to which we have been called, the ministry of the word and sacraments. And the, and the, and the instruction for him to be prepared whether in season or out of season. And to with great patience and, 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 inst and careful instruction to correct, rebuke, and encourage the people of God. And then he prophesied. Paul prophesied. And said that a certain time is coming when people will not put up a sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desire, they will gather people round about them. And I, and I want to say, hasn't this, this prophecy been fulfilled in our time? Are people not gathering unto themselves people who want to tell them things that their itching ears want to hear? Are people not departing from the truth? All manner of practices and doctrines have attended the Christian faith in our day and in our times. Paul's prophecy has come to pass. And he was speaking to Timothy and charging him that when all these things have happened... And when people turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths and to fables and to tales, as for you, Paul told Timothy, but you keep your head in all situations. And we are living in those times. And the charge to you and I is that we must keep our head in spite of, because sometimes the temptation is to follow what everybody is doing. The temptation, you know, the bait that is brought before us 
it's like, oh, because sometimes we are tempted to do some things on biblical because it brings money. Sometimes we are tempted to do some things because it's, it kind of brings people to follow us. But Paul charged Timothy that, as for you, Timothy, keep your head in all situations, irrespective of how popular a certain practice or a certain teaching is, if it's inconsistent with the truth of God, we must keep our head and not be ensnared by it. Paul told Timothy that. And then he said, endure hardship and do the work of an evangelist. And that is the focus of my of the message that I'm sharing with us this morning, to do the work of an evangelist. And I'm just going to address four questions this morning. Who is an evangelist? What is his work? Why must we do the work of an evangelist? And how can we do that work? Hallelujah. So in Paul's charge to Timothy, he reminded him to keep his head and to do the work of an evangelist. Because sometimes in pastoring, our inclination to also attend to those who are outside the sheepfold. Because primarily we are sent to take care of the people within the sheepfold. But there is also the responsibility for us to look out for those who are outside the sheepfold. An evangelist is a publisher of glad tidings. A missionary preacher of the gospel. This title was applied to Philip. In Acts chapter 21 verse 8, he was described as Philip the evangelist. When, when, when the, his daughters who prophesied were also, his virgin daughters were also mentioned. And in Acts chapter 8, we see that Philip had moved from town to town, from Samaria, preaching the word of God, accompanied with deliverance and the manifestation of the power of God. And that was the description of who an evangelist is. Philip is an example. Some of the writers of the, of the Gospels were also said to be evangelists, pointing to the fact that writing, writing and publishing also forms a means of evangelistic ministry. What is the work of the evangelist? So the itinerant preachers have it as their special function to carry the gospel to places. Focus is on people who might not have yet heard the gospel those who might, who might have already heard the gospel but have not yet believed unto salvation, read the work of regeneration has not yet been wrought in their hearts. Those who are still outside, the called out, the ecclesia of God, those are the focus of the evangelist to win them, to bring them to the feet of the cross that Christ will be formed in them. Conversion is the main aim of the evangelist. So when Paul tells Timothy, to do the work of an evangelist, he is reminding him to focus on soul winning, on conversion of the people, whether they are within or without. Because we know that there are people in our pews who are unconverted. There are people who sit with us, baptized, confirmed, who have not experienced the regeneration of God in their hearts. And we must win them, whether they are within or without. We must do the work of the evangelist. The work of the evangelist is to open the eyes of sinners, 
as in the words of Paul in Acts chapter 26 verse 18, to open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to address this other question, but why must we do that work? Number one, it is the commission to every Christian. And if you are a pastor, you, you would have been a Christian before you were called to serve. Before you were called into service, you were expected because when we go through these processes, you are supposed to talk about your experience of salvation before you talk about your call to the preaching of, preaching of the word of God. We are first called to be with him before he sends us out. And because it is a commission, in Matthew 28, verse 19 to 20, he said, therefore, go. And he was speaking to all of us, whether we, you are a pastor or not, it is your duty as a Christian to go out and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And he promised us also his presence. Just because it is a commission to all of us, we must follow it. Number two, it is also because a soul is the most valuable thing in this world. When Jesus was speaking in Mark chapter 8, verse 36 to 37, he said, what good is it for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? What it means is that the soul is more valuable than all the riches and the wealth of this world. And that is why it must be precious to us the winning of even the least of the people. A soul is the most valuable thing. Number three, it is a sign of the spirits working in you. You see, we talk about the manifestation of the speaking in tongues, etc. But when Jesus spoke in Acts chapter 1 verse 8 and gave the sure sign, he said, when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, you will receive power. That is the first thing. And the consequence of the power of the anointing of the Holy Ghost is the witnessing to him. You see, when we talk about gifts of the Holy Spirit, we know that they can be counterfeited. They can be counterfeited. We know in speaking in tongues, for example, how many of you have been seen a fetish priest speaking in tongues and being interpreted by their servant? Nah, nah. They speak gibberish. That is, it is tongue speaking. It can be counterfeited. But what cannot be counterfeited is witnessing to Jesus. And that is why the sure sign that somebody is anointed and full of the Holy Ghost is that they become a witness to Jesus, both by word and by deed. And last of all, you must do the work of an evangelist because you are a Wesleyan preacher. John Wesley, the founder of Methodism, was an evangelist. That is the way he can be described. If we want to sum up his ministry in one word, we will say that he was an evangelist. An itinerant preacher who labored for the souls of men. That Christ will be formed in them. And just for the reason that you are a Wesleyan preacher, you must do the work of an evangelist. Hallelujah. But how are we going to do this work? Wisdom is required. In Proverbs 11 verse 30, Bible says the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. And the one who is wise saves lives. May the Lord give us the wisdom for soul winning. In the name of Jesus, we must orient our minds to take advantage of opportunities. Because in Matthew 9, 
Verse 35 to 38, Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers have few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. We must pray for laborers. And we are laborers that are being sent out. But we must recognize the When Jesus saw the crowd, he saw the need that they had for Jesus. May we see the need. Sometimes we have great opportunity to preach at funerals. And we miss the chance because there are some people who will never come to church. Except when somebody is bereaved and they have to accompany them. The first day I attended an Ekanka meeting, it was because somebody I knew had been bereaved. And the father who had died was an Ekanka. So we had to go. And there are some people who will never come to church until somebody they know has come. And that is why we shouldn't miss the opportunity to preach Christ to them. And to invite them to saving knowledge. We, we have to see opportunity in one-to-one encounters. People come to discuss issues with us. And sometimes you can sense from your interviewing and your understanding of the life they are living. That it is, it is highly possible that they may not have been born again. And we must preach Christ to them. May we see opportunities. It is not beyond us as pastors to do house-to-house evangelism. In spending time to consciously follow after believers. Paul said that these three years I have been with you. I have preached to you in your houses. May we, may we receive grace to do same. In the name of Jesus. And when the resources, when the resources we have would allow, we should have open air crusades also. Our church was founded with open air preaching. And though on how uncomfortable it may be. Because I remember when the Lord placed on my heart to start Saturday open air preachings from last year. At the beginning, it's very uncomfortable. Just standing up, out because it's very easy to preach to people gathered, settled, paying attention, than to preach to people passing by, people who some of them may even jest and say things that may irritate you if you pay attention to it. But it is our call and a charge to us to do the work of an evangelist. Bow down your heads and let us pray. Thank you, Jesus. Just want to lift up prayer that God will send us as laborers into the field of winning souls. Just talk to God. That help me, Lord, to do the work of an evangelist. In the name of Jesus. And you will also want to pray that the wisdom to, see, to win souls will be yours. It takes wisdom and skill. May that grace attend to us in the name of Jesus. Just lift up prayer. Bible says that is anybody lacking wisdom? He should ask God who gives generously without finding fault. May ours be the wisdom to turn people from darkness to light. May ours be the wisdom to be able to win the low and the high in society. In the name of Jesus. The wisdom to be able to, to win people of different, different stations in this life. In the mighty name of Jesus. May that wisdom be ours. May that wisdom be ours by the working of God. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name have we prayed. Amen. Shall we share the grace together? The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with us now and forevermore. Amen.